Yo, welcome to another episode of our little show, Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys who are not going to be released on Disney Plus for $29.99, talk about movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In episode 46, we talk about Mulan, the Beauty and the Beast prequel series, Scream 5, and lots more. Riz will also let you in on what DVDs and music that are out now. I'll tell you the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation Connection is Carrie-Anne Moss and Benedict Cumberbatch. But first, quick news. Alright guys, so Mulan is headed to Disney+. Plus. That's the good news. The bad news, at least for us... It comes with the price. The live-action movie of the animated classic will come with a price of $29.99. The movie was originally set to release back in March, but due to the Rona, it was pushed back to August. Then it was removed from the 2020 schedule completely indefinitely until now. So what do you think about it being released for $29.99? It's a pretty hefty price tag, but we did... We did do our research, or you did the research, and you found out that it's to keep. Yeah. So it's not it's not a twenty nine ninety nine rental, at least. Uh, Be- what do you think? Before I found out that it was to keep, I spoke with Kyle, my gaming friend, who was in our episode fortieth uh, podcast, and he said that he was completely fine with renting it for twenty nine ninety nine. And the reason why is because that's how much where he lives in Oklahoma is the price that he'll pay for two tickets. I was a bit indifferent because we are very frugal moviegoers and we like to go to the matinee and our movies are $6.50 at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, But then he does have a point where he's like, well, I'm in the comfort of my own home. If I need to go to the bathroom, I can just pause it and go to the bathroom. I don't have to... You know, pay $20 to see someone looking at their phone, talking, taking pictures. And in that part, I do understand. Right. Uh, I do too. And it, but in my part, it's twenty nine ninety nine to rent a movie for just both of us. But now that I realize that you get to keep it, as long as your Disney Plus account is active, I might probably consider it. Uh, would you? Yeah, I would. Uh, I... Yeah, it's it's thirty dollars. You know, it's thirty dollars, and as long as we do get to keep it, but like, what's the rewatch possibility? You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, we don't rewatch movies the way that we used to when we were kids. So Mm -hmm. we'll probably watch it once, and then in a couple years, watch it again. And this can mean big money from for Disney or Disney Plus. There are over sixty million subscribers on Disney Plus right now, and let's say if only forty million purchases, they will be making about one point one billion dollars. The wow. movie was two hundred million dollars to to make, so they can they can really get that money back. As well as by doing so, this can possibly change movie going experience and movie going dates as as a niche ops uh a niche thing in the future Mm -hmm. you know it's it's slowly but surely 
movie experience or movie theater experience will be changing probably after we are done with the Rona. Yeah. The New Mutants confirmed that they are releasing their movie on August 28th, which Kyle did mention that the reason why it has probably not been moved to Disney Plus is because probably they have a contractual agreement because it still was made under the Fox umbrella. Hmm. Maybe. That kind of makes sense. Uh, although that is being released on August 28th with a new trailer, so far there's no news if Marvel Cinematic Universe's Black Widow will be released for Disney+. Plus. I think if uh, Mulan goes gangbusters and makes them over a billion dollars at home, uh, they will Look probably with Troll. do Black Widow as well. Troll decided that from there on out they're going to release their movies both on demand and in theater worldwide. By the way, Mulan is still going to be released in theaters as well. So I don't see uh, movie theaters um, opening up in time for us to see New Mutants at the end of the month. If I'm going to be honest down here, uh, would you want to travel up north to see it? If, I really if don't. If the theaters are open? I really don't. I Again, I was talking... Oh, I was having a conversation with Kyle the other night about it and not only it's comfort, but it's safety because yeah, the theater can like do can go above and beyond to keep you safe, but it all relies on to us. You're going to have that one or two people who decides that the rule don't apply to them and you never know what that person might or might not have. So to probably be in a movie theater where you're where you're constantly paranoid if of what might happen, what could happen, it's best to just stay home until all this passes over, which is another thing that I do agree with him on about. Funny side story. I went to see Scream 3, like a midnight showing of Scream 3. Now that you mentioned people doing whatever the hell they want. A midnight showing of Scream Three back in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. and there were it was this group of uh, adolescents or whatever you call them. They had a lighter and an aerosol can, and they were blowing it inside the theater. <laughs> yes, what the fuck is wrong with them? Um, See, and I fucking said something. I went out and said something right in front of them. They didn't say shit to me. You know, I said something to the theater workers to right, the, uh, right sure. after the movie. Good. And they were right behind me. And I'm like, I don't care. Let them say something. They didn't say shit. Good. Um, speaking of Scream. Uh, Scream. Ah! Whoa, that really scared me. Oh, never mind. That, okay. <laughs> the, Scream, the 90s slasher movie that I love so much, has made a rather big announcement. Courtney Cox will return for the franchise's fifth film and will reprise her role as Gail Weathers. I think she's my favorite person in the whole franchise. Crazy excited. The first film was released in 1996, and so far the franchise has grossed over $600 million worldwide. So, Riz. Which is, you know, that's huge for a horror movie franchise. Yes. So, uh... What do you think? I mean, uh, what's your when you heard about this? Uh, you recently found out about David Arquette. David Arquette was announced about a month ago, mm-hmm. um, and you know Nev Campbell has been saying in, in several interviews that she's in talks, uh, but she's open to the idea. She says, which means show me the money. 
But they nobody had mentioned Courtney Cox up until this point, and I was expecting sort of an announcement, anyways. And we got it. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm you know, yes. it's supposed to start shooting in November, which means it'll be out. Fingers crossed by next summer or maybe even next Christmas. They used to release all the Scream films. Like I believe the first two were released around Christmas time, which would be like fantastic because it was um, it was uh, like uh, alternative programming because at Christmas there's a lot of uh, family movies and stuff like that or or like big blockbuster Mission Impossible type movies. Yeah. So yeah. that's why Scream and Scream 2 did so well because people were going to see it um, as an alternative to that sort of thing. So I hope they, I kind of hope they do that as well. Um, I'm freaking thrilled. Uh, there's rumors that Nev Campbell has already signed on and they're just going to wait until the Courtney Cox, you know, announcement dies down to announce her as well. Any idea of a storyline, what will what can happen what you know i'm not even gonna speculate uh i'm not even gonna speculate i'm gonna just enjoy the ride um i didn't think a scream five with with these three returning was ever going to happen especially after the passing of the amazing uh, uh, west craven west craven um and of course scream four underperformed at the box office uh so do you think this is a closed book screen franchise or more of prob- probably an opening to more movies for the newer generation? I that's what they said they were going to do a Scream Four supposedly, and uh, they they that's how they fucked with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you walked in thinking like the new cast was going to be the new generation. If you haven't seen Scream Four, check it out. I'm not going to get too much into spoilers. Um, I I hope that it's uh that they finish out the second trilogy with uh the original characters maybe not necessarily all the original characters um because i expect the writers from ready or not to to not be kind and to you know finally allow one of the three to uh go their own way six feet under <laughs> i don't know uh but i'm i'm excited i'm excited for more casting news they always do a good job with with the casting you look back and they had freaking um christian bell in scream 4 they had uh sarah michelle geller sarah michelle geller in scream 2 they had i can't remember jada pick smith rogue oh anna paquin anna paquin was in scream 4 just so many amazing actors and actresses like that beyond the the main three so i'm excited um and i'm not gonna like i looked at some of the uh the comments on the courtney cox story on facebook and the fans like on the scream facebook page that i'm on yeah um and the fans are like oh my gosh they're gonna kill all three off in the first five minutes and it's like but see then you're gonna be expecting it you know what i mean those are the same people who are ranting and raging about it after. exactly like they're they're there's they're making this this prediction but if it happens they're gonna be like it's exactly what i expected it sucked and if it doesn't happen it sucked they aren't taking any chances so i'm gonna try not to read any comments i'm just gonna enjoy the ride and it's it's my x-men you know so i'm, I'm crazy excited here's a fun fact about scream not including the stab meta film or the first kill in the Scream franchise, there has been a total of 38 fatality in all four franchises. 
Damn. So it's an average of about 10 per film. And you mean the first kill it would be Sydney's mother, which took place a year before the film took place, which I think when the, the list that we read included her. And I'm like, I don't think she should be included. Okay. So moving on. Paul W.S. Anderson has stated that his new franchise film is 100% done. Monster Hunter World is based on Capcom's video game and it will star Mila Jovovich as a UN military personnel who is transported to another realm populated by monsters. There she meets the hunter, played by Tony Jaa, with the two teaming up to close a portal to prevent monsters from attacking Earth. Ron Perlman, T.I., and Diego Bonetta will co-star. This will be the third time Anderson has helmed a gaming franchise. He was behind the 1990s Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil. And this is what he had to say. The movie is 100% finished. We were supposed to be releasing it on Labor Day weekend, but we pushed it to 2021. But it's completely done, so it's coming out April 23rd of next year. For me, it's my most favorite movie I've ever made. It's rather a unique look to it. And when the world starts to write itself and people can go back to theater, that's exactly what people will want. A need to escape for a couple hours into a different realm. And that's what Monster Hunter has in store. And that's why I'm so excited that this movie turned out the way it did. Uh, you know, hearing that quote and looking at the cast, I'm, I'm actually super excited for this. I hadn't even heard about this before uh, today. And he's a fantastic, uh, fantastic director. You know, you look at the original uh, Resident Evil and is, is that Fiona Apple's ex? Do we get this confused one time? Uh, yes, uh, we were talking about Wes Anderson the last time. And I'm like, no, I don't think Wes Anderson uh, did date Fiona Apple because Wes Anderson was the one who did Moonrise Kingdom. Right. He did the talented I... Mr. Fox. Right. Uh, and movies like that. Right. So, and, and I looked it up and it was Paul W.S. Anderson uh, that dated. And we'll talk more about Fiona Apple later. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I'm really excited. I've never played Monster Hunter World because it came out. Uh, for a gaming system that I don't have. But um, I'm really excited. A, it has Mila Jovovich in it. I love it. I love that they put like the lead the lead actress, you know, as you know, a mature a mature actress. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and and to have her have a female in this I, I don't mean to to gender it, but like a masculine normal film you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's monster it's world it's killing and usually you have your rambo your your vin diesel the rock but to have mila jovovich be the protagonist it's like fucking awesome well she's proven herself in the resident evil films and i'm just glad that glad that we'll be able to see her outside of those films because the last thing i heard that she was gonna do is the resident evil series spinoff series you know and i'm like she can do other stuff. So I'm, and she's I'm, still doing that? Or is she still going to do that? The last I heard, um, yes. Oh, cool. Or maybe she was in talks. I got to look that up. We'll, we'll find out. And although Mortal Kombat didn't do well in the theater, it has a really strong and amazing cult following. I think looking back, it's it's a pretty decent film for it to be in the 1990s. The thing I didn't like about the original Mortal Kombat um, going into it 
back in you know back when I saw because I saw it in the theater was the Mortal Kombat films were so wonderfully gory and you know the did I say film or, or game film but game you meant... the, the games were wonderfully gory and I was hoping for something like that and even did... even as like a, a shorty um, like a 12 year old or whatever I don't know how old it was um, and it was PG-13 it was watered down and it was kind of corny like back then but i haven't really like gone back to it and and gone into like a different expectation because you know sometimes expectations can kill yes kill a movie. totally and now that you mentioned that uh the reboot or the remake for uh mortal kombat the director did state that there is going to be a lot of gore and going to be fatalities which cool. is very infamous in the gaming franchise very cool so, uh, American composer Alan Menken accidentally slipped that his next work will be a Beauty and the Beast prequel that will focus on Gaston and LeFou called Little Town. Luke Evans and Josh Gad will reprise their roles from the live-action movie. Gad is co-creating the musical show with Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz. Alan Menken is an EGOT recipient. Dang. He won an Emmy for Tangled the Series, a Grammy for Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid, several Oscars for Pocahontas, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast, and a Tony for Newsies. Um, so yeah, I had heard rumblings about this. I guess it's finally been confirmed, or it's, it's being confirmed, that about, this, uh, about this prequel series. I don't exactly know where they're gonna go with it maybe they'll give gaston a little more heart you know because he was the villain of the film uh and explore their friendship uh we all know lafu's lafu was one of like as we've been talking about in the last several episodes one yeah. of those 10 second gaze that we've been talking about where they they, they throw, later glorify and be like we added this for you guys they threw they throw like a jagged bone to the gay community or something uh and it's interesting you know josh gad is a heterosexual actor playing a gay character and uh luke evans is a homosexual actor playing a straight straight character and it's very believable between the two. I won't get go on. <laughs> are you are that. you planning to watch that? I'll check it out. I really enjoyed the the movie. I mean, you have Alan Menken composing, God, and he's, he's he's amazing, so brilliant, and so he knows music. Those movies, uh, Pocahontas, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, are my childhood Disney movies. You know what I mean? And they are, in my opinion, the best. Um, I think he did Hunchback as well, but he didn't get a award. Uh, he he, he might have been nominated, but I don't think he he won the awards um, for it. But those were my childhood, and I and I feel they were the best songs, you know, of the of the Disney franchise, of the Disney animated, you know, franchise. Which movies. one? Those uh, those that, that you did. mentioned. Oh yeah, Hannes, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast. Those are great. And Little Mermaid. What do you think is the best? Us uh, soundtrack of Walt Disney, and this, I people ask me this, and they're like, "Really, Hunchback of Notre Dame?" It's he was nominated for that. He was, and I had a feeling he was. Uh, I feel like that that is haunting as hell. Um, 
the the song out there that Hunchback sings where you were crying when we watched it. Oh my god. Um, I'm like, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. And then the the song Heaven's Light Hellfire where you have the juxtaposition. just juxtaposition just, 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 oh just juxtaposed juxtaposition or something. I don't know, I can't pronounce it. Between Quasimodo singing about Esmeralda and the heaven's light that he, that she's bringing him, and then uh, Quad, Quad Judge Quadmodo or whatever his name was, who was a priest in the book, but he was a judge in the film, uh, lusting after Esmeralda, and she was bringing supposedly hell's fire onto him. It's that that song is crazy. Um, in my opinion, those are the the best songs. Cool. Just want to add also, out of nowhere, Stephanie Myers have released a new Twilight movie, or I'm sorry, Twilight book called Midnight Sun, which is the point of view of Edward when he meets Bella. Interesting story about that. This was supposed to be released in, this book was supposed to be released, I believe, around the time the movie, the movie franchise was ending, but it it got leaked online and she they didn't re- they didn't end up releasing it so i think she redid she redid it and they're finally releasing it i read a story about that oh wow awesome so moving on to our little corner your vinyl collection of Fiona Apple is complete, right? Almost. Almost. It's, it's on its way. Out for delivery. <laughs> Riz has another computer screen here with the USPS uh, delivery tracking and he's just eagerly waiting which is when the pawn right right it's raining outside and i just don't want it to get soaked when they toss it over our fence as they do uh that's awesome he's been on a fiona apple binge uh if you guys follow our podcast we have talked about fiona apple's each uh album I think starting at episode 28 with her first debut album title. So if you guys want to go back and check that out, you guys can. Uh, it's been a very hectic week for us. We've been adulting like crazy. Uh, we recently celebrated our six-year anniversary together. Six years? Oh, my God. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Uh, we decided to go out to eat. I know it's with the with this whole Rona virus thing. We made reservations to this Chinese cuisine that was one of the few people that had outside seatings. Inside seatings. Or inside seatings, I'm sorry. And when we got there, we were literally the only people in that restaurant. Yeah, um, it seemed they were doing a lot of uh, um, pickups, so they aren't they aren't um, hurting. I hope they're not hurting too bad because I really like them. Yes, we we liked it. I had we had a dim sum sampler, and we had I had a shrimp lo mein, and, and you had I had sweet and sour pork. Uh, which we come to understand later that it was supposed to be um, shareable, <laughs> shareable portions, uh, and you ate meat. Yeah, and I regret it. I don't want to do that ever again. Um, I we got home and my stomach was not feeling it, and I spent the whole night throwing up. Um, I think like, uh, I, it's because my body has gotten to the, used to not having meat, um, 
at all. Yeah, I began. That's, that's I be, normal. I began a, being a pescatarian on this year, January first, and then I thought, well, it's our six year anniversary the food looks delicious why not i mean and i chose to stop eating meat for health reasons um rather than other reasons um like animal rights reasons or anything like that and i don't mean to offend anyone but that's just how i believe if you want to eat meat go for it if you that's your decision i'm fine with it um but i chose not to eat meat for health reasons and since then i've been feeling really really well but for the fact that I did this out of celebration, it didn't sit well, and I spent the whole day throwing or the whole night throwing up. And then on top of that, there's this dumbass that fucking started doing donuts at 1.30 in the morning in yeah, front yeah. of our house. They were doing donuts. They were drag racing. Uh... And I'm like here throwing up pieces of meat, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It was a really terrible night. Uh, Sorry. It, it's not your fault. I chose to eat the meat. But and... we, we, we got the, the dim sum sampler without reading, you know, what had meat and what didn't. So I read afterwards that uh, one of them, or two of them were, one or uh, there were two veggie rolls and two shrimp dim, dim sums sum. or whatever, and the other two were pork. Um, and I got, and I'm like, oh, I guess you'll just have the shrimp and veggie and I'll just eat the pork ones. And you kind of looked at them and you're like, uh, so that's where it started. And then he, he tried some of my, uh, my sweet and sour pork, which was very tasty. Yeah. It was, it was really good. All of it. And I wouldn't mind going back or probably passing by for pickup. Next time we'll share. (laughs) Yes. Next time we'll bring more people or we'll bring food for, uh, bring food home. Uh, on the case of Coden, the dog that we found, uh, we're just trying to set up a doctor's appointment for him because in order for him to travel to Boston, Massachusetts, he needs to have a clean bill of health. So we are trying to coordinate that with his uh, vet doctor here and his owner up there uh, to make sure that he is okay and ready to go. We love him very much. He basically is silent the whole time he's super well trained such a funny dog when he wants to go to the bathroom he will let you know he will bark at you and i think we'll miss him when when he goes back because he's wonderful and sweet 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 he just comes over and, and just stares at you and looks at your soul it's he's a very sweet dog so there's some alanis news right uh, news-ish, uh, she, like we mentioned, uh, released her, finally released her new album after eight years, um, Such Pretty Forks in the Road, um, and I'm, I'm pretty thrilled with it, uh, I, she had released four songs up until, you know, that point, like, as, uh, as either singles or as heat seekers, as I've explained to you before. And I've enjoyed each one. I think uh, my favorite out of the four was uh, Reasons I Drink. Um, and the others have, have slowly grown on me. And so I was super excited. And I, I um, got up just like Fiona Apple Day. Or, you know, when, when her album you came out. You woke up so early. And I put my earphones on and I went on, on YouTube Music because it was released overnight. Um, 
and I listened to it from beginning to end and smiling has grown on me. It's it's it has that uh uninvited uninvited feel. Uninvited was her hit single that was released with the City of Angels soundtrack. Um Ablaze uh I didn't really like it at first, but it's grown on me immensely and it's for some reason, even though it wasn't released to radio, is charting. It's hmm. charting better than Reasons I Drink. Really? For some reason. That's I don't know why. Uh, I, I honestly, out of the songs that I hadn't heard before, um, I like them all. Nemesis is, I think, my favorite. It's about her um, postpartum depression. And uh, the lyrics are... First, when she meets her husband, then when she has her first child, then when she has her second child. And as the song goes and she kind of sings in this kind of monotone voice, the music starts to build up, build up, build up, build up. And it's just about her. Um, I think the lyric is uh, uh, change. You're my change. You're my nemesis transition. I hold my breath. This about face, I'm excited. I'm excited, yet I'm filled with despair, anticipation, and dread. This metaphor, this metamorphosis, closed the door and opened a window. So it's like these happy times in her life, but she's also dealing with the depression. It's super dark, deep, dark moments as I, well. I think it's it's uh, out of the songs that I hadn't heard before is the strongest and. Um, And there's Sandbox Love, which is just like a poppy love song. Um, And in true Alanis fashion, she kind of does a little shock to the um, to the listeners because one of the lyrics is repeated several times. She ends up saying the F word 12 times in the entire song. So think of Head Over Feet with the F word. Um, and she released a brand new music video out of nowhere for Blaze, which is perfect timing because it's charting. Which is I, basically like a love letter to her, her kids. children, and it's it's so sweet because there's a a verse for each child. First, she goes to my son, and then another verse is to my daughter, and then the last one is to her to her other son. It's uh, and the music video is very sweet. It was shot in quarantine, and her kids and her husband make cameos in it. Um, mm-hmm. I find, and oh, and the Jimmy Fallon thing. Remember that was cute. That Where was she, cute. Uh, performed the song for the first time, uh, but her daughter was on her lap, and her daughter kept interrupting her while she was singing. And she put her hand over her mouth, and she's like, "You can stop singing now," or something like that. She's like, "Okay," and then she, it was it was very beautiful, it was very sweet, very humble. So I'm really liking this album. Uh. It's it's right now it's on the top of my, you know, Alanis Alanis albums li- list. You know, I don't really dislike any of her albums, but there's some that I've listened to and there's maybe like four or five songs that are okay or not okay but are really good, but the rest of the album I toss, not toss, you know. Yeah. Um, but this one I've re-listened to several times and every song I'm into. Love so it. check it, it out at least on YouTube, um, and we already talked about Fiona Apple, which still is not here. Yep. Um, now that we're on the subject of music, what are the music and DVDs that are out now? So new Blu-rays out this week. Uh, Ride Your Wave is out. The second season of the Amazon Prime 
show Jack Ryan is out. Uh, this movie Swallow, which is critically acclaimed. Did you did you have you heard about it? No. It's about this woman that that gets pregnant and she starts craving like to eat inedible objects. That's a funny thing. My older brother, his mom, uh, my father told me that when she was pregnant, she would eat paint chips. And then she would eat actual dirt. My, my stomach is turning. Let's move on. Uh, His Dark Materials uh, is out. Didn't you want to see that? Yeah, that's with Daphne King. Alright, we'll check that one out. Uh, Really not much else as far as that goes. Something called Satan's Slaves, Slave, which seems up my alley since mm. I like horror movies. Uh, New Music. The Rentals has an album called Q36. Animal animal collective has a new album called bridge to quiet barry tomorrow has an album called cannibal cloud nothings has an album called the black hole understands deny more has an album called modern dread dream wife has an album called so when you gonna dot 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 gucci main new album called so icy summer hone with a new album called no song without you Kella Coletta has an album called Kella Coletta. Nice. Paul Weller has an album called On Sunset. Pop Smoke has an album called Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon. West Side Gun has an album called Fly God is an Awesome God 2. And the amazing Willie Nelson has a new album called First Rose of Spring. Cool. Those are the music and DVDs you can go out and get out in the stores or you can order it online. So do you want to play Six Degrees of Separation Connection? Uh, yes. All right. So I mentioned that it is Carrie Ann Moss and Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. So this is probably going to be a little longer than Six Degrees. But who's counting? Uh, Carrie Ann Moss was in the Matrix films with Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne stars in Blackish with Anthony Anderson. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Anderson was in Scream 4 with uh, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell was in Scream 2 with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Eliza Dishku. Eliza Dishku did Dollhouse with uh, Enver, I can't pronounce his, his last name, Gajogaf, uh, who played Victor. Enver uh, was in, uh, well, he was in, he had a cameo in the first Avengers movie, but he was all, he also had a lead role in in uh what was the the captain america spinoff series with the girl agent carter agent carter he he was also the lead character in agent carter and he returned for uh he returned to the character on um agents mm -hmm. of shield uh but he was uh in the the first avengers with you know all those people let's say uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson was, of course, in Endgame. Endgame with Benedict 
Cumber Batch. Holy crap. I had no idea where you were going when you were headed towards Buffy. I was like, what the fuck? I had to I had to do like back springs to, to connect those two. <laughs> All right, and our fact of the week is the American Humane Association objected to the scene in the Shawshank Redemption where the character Brooks fed his crow a maggot. The AHA stated it was cruel to the maggot and it required the crow to be fed maggots that had died from natural causes. And that's what? the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. It belongs to the Humane Society, I guess. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Well, episode 46 is finished, and it's being sent to the editing room. We are so glad that you tune in and listen to us about all of our crazy passion about movies and our daily stuff. You guys are awesome. And if you want us to review a movie, check out new music, or whatnot you can dm us via instagram at press play ar that's press play ar on instagram or email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com that's gopressplay the number two at gmail.com this is press play with augie and riz i'm augie hey and i'm riz thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening.